the Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast. I couldn't be more annoyed if I tried than um, I am right now because if you're listening to the audio, you probably go, this doesn't sound as good as usual. If you're looking on YouTube, you're probably like, oh, this doesn't look as good as usual. Well, guess what? It isn't as good as usual because this week, it's fuck Davy week. Now, I know people like it when I get annoyed at things. I know people get some sort of sick, mm, like some sort of fetish type arousal out of the fact that I get pissed off. So, oh no, speaking of arousal, there's a phone notification. Oh, well, good. There you have it. Just news. Um, Derek Chauvin is being convicted of murdering George Floyd. Good. Because he did it in cold blood and we all saw it. So that's a good decision. Anyway, I'm recording this podcast not from my studio, as you can see if you're watching YouTube, but from my dining room. Why? Because I've been fucked hard this week. I have been fucked by the two people who are closest to me in this world. My wife and the snake rat himself, Ben. Now, you're probably going, mm, it is weird because usually you are pretty good at getting in the studio. Yes, normally I am pretty good at getting the studio. I was in the studio. I had recorded a podcast. We were at the stage where we were just, you know, we were just getting cooking on an episode. I could just sort of feel myself settling in. I was like, oh, this is going to be once again, another brilliant Sly Guy podcast. Once again, it's going to be another episode of the most underrated podcast, not only in the country, but probably in the United Kingdom and Ireland. I was going to say the world, but let's be realistic about it. Just as we're getting cooking, a COE notification appear, bing, on my computer, and it's an email from my wife, because that's how I do business. I say to my wife, listen, if you want to speak to me, book an appointment via email, thank you. Okay, book an appointment, then we'll talk. Um, but in actuality, what happened when we were recording the podcast, I, 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 as a professional, as a broadcaster, I turned my phone on to airplane mode, which by the way, first time I've ever done that. So normally I just go, listen, I'll not do that, but I'm not a tech guy. I'm not one of these guys that knows about like interference of, of microwaves and, and transmission and all that shit. All I know is I'm a hilarious guy. I'm a talented comedian. I'm a fucking excellent podcaster. I'm not a tech nerd. Okay. So I just put it on. I was fine. Just get an email from my wife saying, answer your fucking phone, which is, hey, very aggressive. You know, there wasn't even uh, a subject line. You know, it was just straight up answer your fucking phone. Subject line should be apologies for what is in the, the actual book of this email. But it wasn't. It was just answer your fucking phone. So I thought, uh-oh, I should probably answer my phone. So I said to Ben, I was like, look, Ben, can you stop recording the podcast, please? Something is up that my wife's emailed me to say answer your phone with, it, with an expletive in there. So I put, put it off airplane mode. Lots of missed calls voicemail, a few text messages, WhatsApp messages, a messenger on Facebook, nice, um, and a text from her mum being like, there's an emergency, and I'm going, oh no, what's happened? Is it the girls? Is it the dog? Which we'll get into later because I have a dog now. But um, I was like, what is it? And she was like, and again, using bad language of me, I've locked myself out of the fucking house, and I was like, okay, well, have I locked you out of the house? No, not my problem. 
you locked yourself out. So don't be getting that tone of me. But anyway, she's like, listen, I went out to let the dog do some business and the door blew behind me. And why that annoyed me was, first of all, why is, why is my dog now shed out in the front of my house? We have spent the last number of weeks dog-proofing the back garden. I have spent my, my weekends on my knees. Like, and it reminds me of the olden days because when I was a younger man, I used to spend a lot of time on my knees at weekends. And let's just say it was much more pleasurable doing what I did on my knees then than what I was doing now. And what I was doing was just dog-proofing my garden, apportioning little areas off so my dog could go there and piss and shit and not ruin my garden because, hey, I'm green fingers guy. So that's fine. But then what happened? We got the dog and we got him on Friday, by the way, picked him up. And it's all good. I was excited about getting them. Well, I, th- I say I was excited about getting them. I was told we're getting them. And it was like one of these ones that would you like a dog? But it was a lot of heavy coercion into it, like, please, please. So I just went, you know what? Fuck it. I may as well get it. Got a baby. We've got a toddler. May as well have a fucking dog. Just do it all at once. You know what I mean? Be, you know, when you're, when you're in the deep waters, I often say, like that advert says, if you fall into water, don't fight it. Just relax and go to sleep. And for some reason, think of that song, Where's My Mind? When you're head in the road, your head on the ground. Drivers kicking, spinning, yeah. You must collapse, and there's nothing you can do. You ask yourself, where is my mind? Just that, just go uh, and just let it wave over you and be gone. But, um, I just said, yeah, fuck it. So we got a dog. Anyway, spent the, the load of the, the time, a portion out the back. We get him. We're like, listen, here's a bespoke piss and shit toilet for you. It's going to say it's piss and shit run, but it's, it's a toilet. We've, we've apportioned out. This is where you shit. This is where you piss. Enjoy. So we're out there with him a few times, you know, half an hour, one go, 40 minutes the next, you know, 45, half an hour again. And he just walks back and forward, sniffs about, you know, whatever, comes inside takes a big shit in my kitchen, which is like, oh, you piece of shit. Do you think I spent the last few weeks on my hands and knees digging holes and putting fences in and blocking holes so you can't get in the neighbor's garden so you can just piss and shit in my kitchen? No, prick. Do it in the space we need you to do it in. Tried it again. Wouldn't be shitting out there. So one day we're just sitting in the living room, minding our own business. We're playing with a dog. We're training him. You know, I'm training him to be a covert agent for MI6. And he's taken to it a bit, but all of a sudden he just starts squatting and we're like, oh no, he's going to shit in the living room. And you can't be having that because it's bad enough in the kitchen, but at least the kitchen's a good wooden floor. You scoop it up, wipe it down. The, the living room is a soft carpet with a rug on top of it. So, oh, it just could get, get nasty. So we, we grabbed him as we fat body, carried him out the front, put him in the grass and he just dropped a doozy. Boom, big turd, loves it. Turns out he's a grass boy. Like the guy we got him off, the breeder must have just said, listen, shit and piss in the grass, my friend, not on a bespoke area of the patio that Davey's constructed for you. No, piss and shit on the grass. So he's just doing that now. So we decided, right, okay, he pisses and shits on the grass. So my wife brought him out the front to piss and shit in some grass, clearly, when I'm doing the podcast. Now, the only thing about that is I did say, her on a, on a few occasions I said listen you know if you're going at the front bring keys with you or you'll know, pull the mat just over the lip of the door because if other windows are open the front door 
my clothes shut. And my wife did what my wife often does to me, and it's just fully ignored me and did whatever she wanted. Anyway, and the door shut. She was ringing me, texting me, messaging me. And then he emailed me, got to come home. So I said, look, okay, Ben, I need to go and do this. And Ben, at the time, again, he waited until my back was turned before he plunged the envelope opener in to Melitissimus dorsi. He goes, hey, we can come back tomorrow and pick up where we left off. So I said, hey, that sounds like a great idea. We'll do that. I will leave my microphone here. I'll just rush out, you know, grab the computer because obviously don't leave that there. We'll rush out, get home, let my wife in. And I wasn't doing that because I didn't want people to see my wife in her pajamas. Yes. And also I've got two young girls in the house by themselves. So if anything should have happened, I couldn't have, you know, left that. So I had to rush home because I'm a great guy. I'm a great guy. I'm a great dad. I am the responsibility man. You know, we've got the dog now, two kids, a wife, a dog. Let's take on responsibility. I'm the worst Avenger, responsibility man. Just a guy that reminds the other Avengers not to be too gung-ho. You know, listen, is there, any, is there any real need for you to turn yourself into a human fireball? Could be, could be repercussions, you know, really. You should get your eyes looked at, mate. He's like, why? You should fire from a cyclone. Cyclops, cyclone. Also rude to call him Cyclops, but anyway. Um, so came home and did that, and then the podcast scrapped. Text Ben today to be like, we sweet for later. And Ben, like an American owner of a football club, was like, can't do it. And I was like, oh, weird that you said you could. No, you're just like, can't do it. And it just made me think, he can't do it because he's already been paid for this month. He's got his money, he's paid, he only cares about dollar bills, not about the fans. And he's proven that today by forcing me to record in my dining room into a fucking Blue Yeti mic. Like I am some kind of homeless tramp guy. On Great Victoria Street. But here we are, doing what you can do. Not only am I annoyed about the fact that um, I'm recording here, adds to the fact that I spent so long this week doing DIY to the studio because Ben decided, he just goes, I think now we've got more space, you should change the setup of the studio. And I said, Ben, the setup of my studio is beautiful. I've got the black desk, you know, it's sleek, it's stylish, it's to the point. He was like, the shot's too narrow. And I'm like, okay, I don't know about anything other than being really, really funny and just, you know, a great inspirational podcaster. So if you're telling me to do stuff from your nerd tech side of things, I'll do it. You know, I'll do it. That's what the Patreon's for. You know, I use my Patreon support and following to put back into the podcast. So this week, Ben was like, I need a wider shot. I'd like some sponsors to be in the background, maybe put up some shelves. Like I'm some sort of, you know, Middle Eastern trafficked guy. You know, like he just brought me in. You know, if I, I would just buy a new table, erect it, you know, paint the background, put up a few shelves and buy more lights. And me caring about the fans, me caring about the podcast did that. And then as a responsibility man with kids and a dog and a job 
and all those other stresses, I still went late at night to my studio. I painted the back wall. I put up shelves to put the sponsors on. I erected the new table, which he was like, there needs to be wood in it. Ben's like, oh, I got to see wood always. Of course he does. So I did all that. I even added more soundproofing. I put got a desk for Ben. He actually has his own space now with his own station within the studio for him to produce it. Couldn't even do a second night. So my eyes are opened. And that annoys me because it's so sweet looking now, the studio. And the sound is so good. And yet, the first week we should be in the studio. I'm in the dining room using old equipment. I'm so annoyed. But hey, it was either that or no podcast. And if I didn't do the podcast, by God, people would have been upset. I would have been upset, but I, I, I'll not do that. Where I cannot miss doing podcasts, I will, will do them. So we soldier on. I think that's a bad enough mug off. You think that's, you know, the kick in the teeth you don't need. Didn't I start recording this on Zoom? Get about 15 minutes into the episode and then realized I was recording it in the audio of my computer. And I could have just gone, listen, guys, it's going to be shit audio for the video. I can't. I have some sort of weird OCD thing that means I just go, I can't have this sounding shit. So here we are, starting again. Three's a charm. And I'm at the point of anger where, you know, you get to that you're like, like psycho, psychotic. You just go, I'm not actually going to rant and rave. I'm just going to be annoyed. I'm just going to be a really annoyed man. And that's where we're at. So here we are. The responsibility man with a dog, two kids. And I'm just living my best life. And that's it, you know. Got a dog, as I say. Boy's name's Vinny. He is a golden retriever, I think. He could potentially be a bear, for all I know, because um, he is very big. And I mean, by very big... He went for his vaccinations today, his first like dose of vaccinations. And he, um, what was it we looked up for a, a golden retriever that's eight weeks old, which he will be. He's not even eight weeks, he's seven weeks. He's, he's eight weeks on Tuesday coming. So when you hear this podcast, yeah, it's Tuesday coming, not this Tuesday. Duh. Um, he's eight weeks. No, in fact, he's eight weeks today. I'm a liar. I'm a liar. He is eight weeks today on this Tuesday. So Tuesday passed. What does it matter? Who knows? I'm tired. All right, guys, get off my back. Okay. So he's eight weeks there. And an eight-week-old golden retriever should be between, I think they should be at the, between four and a half kilograms and the heaviest they should be is seven kilograms. So that's the sort of weight that they said at this, you know, it should be. Or Vinny, eight and a half kgs. He's a big, fat, 
fat-headed beaver dog. And I mean, he just—he looks like a beaver. He waddles like a beaver. He's got a big stone head on him, and he's already a big boy. And like, I just worry that whenever he grows up a little bit more, he will be, you know, like fucking Falcor the Luck Dragon. I'll just be riding him, like you know, the work. Never-ending story. You know, like that big freak. But he's definitely en route to being a big freaky boy. And, you know, he's, he is good. He's a good dog so far, apart from pissing shit in my kitchen. You know, he's been nice to have about the house. I love him. He's going to be my best friend. And I still haven't fully come to terms with the fact that we have a dog. So I'm going to be extra stressed about it. But it is like it's like one of those things that you know, you take take stuff on board. I think whenever you're in the deep water, you may as well just let it all go. Just take on as much as you can and just let all the difficulty, all the stress, all the responsibility just bathe over and just push you under the water. And then you either sink or you swim. Either way, you're a winner. You know, if you sink, you're dead. You don't have to worry about anything. It's peace. It's blessed serenity. If you live, you got under control. So everybody um, is a winner. But yeah, we went to collect the dog. Um, and to be fair, we did get him from a proper breeder, which is why he was a fucking dear dog. Like I sort of looked the price he got for golden retrievers and this fuck was nearly twice the price. But... Again, we got guarantees that he was from a good lineage. The breeder had bred his da and his granddad and his man, all that shit. So I knew we were getting a good dog. He had all the papers, everything else. The breeder is like some sort of Crufts judge or something. So, you know, he's he's part of the kennel club. He's a legit guy. Um, So I had a lot of trust going there. I was like, I'm going to get a good dog. This guy's, you know, got to figure it out. So when we got to collect it, very professional setup. He had, you know, a few dogs in the front garden. He actually had Vinny's da um in the garden and he and I had to climb up a ladder and pat him on his head and go, You are a big old boy. You're a big and I was like, listen, you know, he was trying to lick me and I was fully like submerged in his throat, like you know, in Moby Dick. I was just up to my waist, ah and this big dog and he come out all slobbery. He was like, he's friendly with me. <laughs> So he's going to be a big guy. So I was fine with it. Did all that. Went around, had to do some paperwork, which took about 40 minutes for my wife to sort out because apparently, apparently a guy's a big chatter, you know, but who knows what the fuck they're doing in there. Don't care. I was like, the dog, it was fine. And he came out chatting to me, giving me some assurances about him, you know, he was, and then he sort of said something that was probably the weirdest thing that I think I've ever heard a human say. And um, that was E.E., was like, listen, you can guarantee the dog's going to be a good dog. You know, um, I've done my vets on you. You know, I've got all I need. I've got a reference, your bank statements, your national insurance number. Um, I have your criminal record as well. I know you are going to be good owners. Um, and I just want to tell you, listen, this dog is bred well, bred healthy. It's got a good coat. We shouldn't have to worry about hip problems. I shaved this asshole for you. Excuse me. Goes, oh, why? Shaved his asshole. And I was like, is that for any practical or functional reason? The guy was like, looks good. And I was like, well, I mean, 
you know, I shaved our arsehole. Does look good, but are you now setting a precedent where I'm going to have to just, you know, keep that up and keep shaving my dog's arsehole? And how am I going to do it? And he was just like, yeah, just lift the tail and go for it. And I think, you know, that guy's probably used that phrase before in a different kind of context. And I just thought to myself, wow, I'm going to have to use my lawnmower 3.0, shave my dog's asshole. I'm going to have to train the dog really well. Because they say, like, when you're training the dog, you should, like, put your hand into its bowl and stuff when it's eating, add a bit more food, you know, touch its ears, touch its paws, so it doesn't bite you. So I'm going to have to just, like, I don't know, touch his asshole get him used to the fact that I'm going to be shaving it. Um, so I'm just, you know, if you listen to the, was last week's pod or the one before, where um, somebody said that if a dog bites you, what you do, you stick your finger up its asshole. This guy has me prepped. I'm not just shoving it into a dense jungle or a gorge. I can actually see bingo bullseye if I'm just putting the finger in there. It is, uh, it, it's an easy target with, with the, the dog. So we'll see how that all pans out. And, um, you well or not, I keep the asshole shave up. No, I'm not really tired. I came in here to record this podcast. Thought it was going to be pretty short, get to bed pretty early. Um, so it probably will be a bit shorter. And that, once again, is Ben's fault, not my own. The snake wrap, Ben, is to blame for this podcast. I haven't even looked at myself on, on the video here to see if I even look half decent. I mean, listen. I'm a, I am a handsome man, and my arms are definitely getting more muscular. Probably can't see from the shadow, but, you know, I'm, I'm starting to look good. My training is going well, feeling sexy in and off my own skin. I would stand up, but I'm not wearing any bottoms, and people would see a very thick, powerful schlong. Um, yes, last week we did say that my, my daughter mistook my penis for a twinkle, but I was doing the mangina, obviously, in the shower because I'm just a funny guy. Like, remember that used to be great, just great banter? Back in the day, guys just tuck their dick and balls between their legs and be like, hey, um, I'm not a guy anymore. And you'd be like, oh, turn around, touch the ground. You're like, oh, no, it's a fruit bowl. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I've i got a lot of online bullying about having a small dick, but I'm cool about it, you know what I mean? My, my dick, in many respects, is like, you know, one of those wee cute gold guns like female assassins have in like espionage films. It's small, it's compact, it's practical, but it packs a punch. You know, the bullets are live, if you know what I mean, because it's got two kids. And if it's X once, figure that out. But um, yeah, we're, 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 we're tired this week. I'm grumpy, I've been mugged off. I can't wait to show people the studio. I, and I also kind of now regret the fact that I put so much bloody work into it. Oh, we we'll be here. But look, hopefully there'll be a payoff. You know, hopefully at the end of the day, it'll be grand. Hopefully the sound isn't too bad either because if it's good enough, that means I don't have to keep bringing my sure mic back and forth from the studio. But ultimately what I will do is just encourage people to get on Patreon and buy another mic. So I've got two. So I can eventually get guests on because, I mean, I don't think I'll get guests on the Sly Guy podcast per se, but I think I might do different podcasts with guests at some capacity. But I'll definitely not do the Sly Guy podcast with a guest because I like coming on. I like ranting. I like getting angry. I like practicing things. 
because stand-up's coming back too soon, which is going to be nice. I have had a lot of offers for gigs, a lot of people asking if I'm available. And the fact of the matter is I am. I will need to run as much material as I can so I can uh, practice for my Ulster Hall show, which, by the way, if you haven't seen online, the tickets are going really well. There's been a big surge in them. If you want to come and see me, buy your tickets soon. The middle section of the ground floor is very nearly all sold out. There's like 15 tickets left there. So if you want to be in the middle section to the best view, that's where you'll you know you'll see my six pack because I love the open shirt and all. It'll be easier to see if you're on either side. You'll you'll just see shirt, but if you're front on, you'll see everything I'll have my I'll have my twinkle out too. So it's worth doing if you want to come and see me. So do that. Follow any link on my social media. Well, any link to the Ulster Hall website or the Ticketmaster because if you just follow another um, link to something else you'll not get it so that would be would be terrific if you wouldn't mind doing that people um but i'm excited about that i'm looking forward to gigging again um i've had a few job offers here and there coming in the last wee while and it's been great it's like exciting to get back to work again get back doing stand-up and just get to, get to bed like you know a bit of me is thinking i might even do this podcast as a double you know, take a wee break and record the rest in the morning because I'm tired. Maybe come back to listeners' questions. If we're anywhere near half an hour, I will just do it. Um, oh my god, have I muted this microphone? See if I muted this mic, I actually would have fucked this through the window. Um, in a in a fit of pure, unadulterated rage. Thankfully, that is not the case. Um. Let me see, where are my notes here? Yeah, Patreon. If you haven't already, subscribe there. There'll be some fun stuff going over there. Um, and yeah, that's it. The Serial Killing It podcast, I just don't know. I'm going to finish the 12 episodes and, you know, probably bend that because I'm not enjoying it a lot. So, you know, we'll see that. Will I do something different? Maybe. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But um, there'll definitely be um, more stuff going over there. And I'm working on a few other projects at the minute, which will hopefully go over there. If you just want an extra fucking 60 plus bonus podcasts and loads of other shit, get on over. It's value for money. I'm trying to make it worth it for the fans. And I am relatively interactive on there if people want to talk or make suggestions for the podcast get on there um there's been a lot of people messaging me this week saying they want to hear listeners questions and by that i mean phone calls i just feel my brain i'm not tired right now that i just fully forgot they want to hear phone calls again there was a segment we did on, on boy town and i'm up for segments i don't know how that would work as a solo guy but i'll try and figure something out but I do have a segment in mind that I'm going to suggest now. And that is um, called Be Sly. And what that is, I'm going to encourage people to, you know, contact the podcast and give me a topic to be sly about. So it could be something that's very easy to be sly about. It could be something that's hard to be sly about. But whatever happens, I'll be sly about it because this is this is the sly guy podcast and sometimes i'm not sly enough sometimes i am just honestly the best guy you know sometimes i'm just such a nice caring guy when really 
I need to be more scathing because I can't be. I'm a bitch. I'm, I'm a super bitch on Patreon. So if you want to get over there and listen to the super bitch, the Patreon podcast, go ahead. That's what where it is all about. Um, I got a new review this week as well on the podcast, which is very nice. Um, and that's from SAS six four four six six five. I don't know what that is. Hopefully. It's not some sort of recruitment tool for something that I've just read out. If it is, hey, we're always opening new sponsors. And they've just said simply, great podcast. Great podcast. Can't wait to see him live. Listen. You're going to love my show. And what's even better, my wife was like, listen, see, the night before the show, stay in a hotel. Because <laughs> she's like, you're too grumpy if you've got a show. And I was like, I'm not grumpy. I'm just thinking about stuff. She's like, yeah, you're difficult to be around. So I might just stay in a hotel and just really treat it like a proper professional gig. And I've said it before uh, on my Patreon podcast this week, but if I sell out the Ulster Hall, that will be my sign to, to go full time at this. And if I do, so that's my motivation. So if you haven't got tickets yet, help a brother out. If I sell it out, I'm going full time, quit my job up the hoods. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, do you like having a big hairy bush? No, I don't think so. Don't think you're a pervert. You like a nice, clean, neat, trimmed pubic region. You know, if you're going to be trying to, you know, get into some, like, I don't know, fucking licking and and sucking you don't want to be picking and pl- unplucking a pubes from your teeth. You just want to get straight access to the base of the shaft. You want shaving pubes and balls. You don't want hairs getting in the way of your sucking and, and licking, do you? No. No. Like, we've all been there. You know, you try to do a wee bit of, <laughs> you try to do a wee bit of licking and it's just like rubbing your tongue on a Brillo pad. No. You'd much rather lick a pear. It's quite smooth, isn't it? Then than a Brillo pad. So what I'm saying is, get rid of your pubes, get a lawnmower 3.0 on board. Manscaped, they've got the hookup for you. They're using life-changing products. They've got ball deodorant, they've got ball wipes, they've got ball cologne, which is just for your body, not even for your balls. And they have the lawnmower 3.0. They also have the weed whacker as well, which takes away the nose and ear hair. Wow, I strongly recommend that. But what I'm going to say is like, listen, Lockdowns are easing. People are going to get back out there again. You're going to be eating way more ass. So don't let my dog be the only guy out there with a shaving asshole. Get the lawnmower 3.0. Get your cheeks. Go to town. Get eaten out. Guys, girls, whatever you are, get licked out. Get your punani and your balls and your dick and your asshole gorged. You know, fucking fill your boots. Because, I mean, once... Like, once you get rimmed, there's no going back. Nothing lives up to that. You never will have true happiness in your life until you get rimmed. That's much easier to do that if you're a shaving asshole. So use the lawnmower 3.0. Definitely don't use my lawnmower 3.0 because it'll have dog dingleberries on it and nobody needs that. Especially my big freak dog with his bonds. Um, If you're looking 20% off, free shipping, Go to manscaped.com and use the, the promo code SLYGUY at checkout. That's all caps, SLYGUY at checkout. And why use my code? Because, listen, we're a small budget podcast that all comes out of my own pocket. Now, it is through Patreon, yes, but I do contribute to that myself also. 
And I know there's a lot of other podcasts out there that don't need the money. You know, they have thousands of patrons. They have fortunes coming in, big studios, and the wee man stuck in his in his dining room just asking for help. So if you <clears throat> if you're a good person, you'll support this podcast. If you want the the, the Super League to be a thing, fucking sponsor other podcasts and use their codes, which is not as easy as Sly Guy, by the way. Get your fucking asshole shaved to get your asshole rimmed. Modest Beer also sponsors the podcast. Modest Beer. .co.uk, at Modest Beer on all social channels. Nice beer. What else can I say? Um, You know what? Let me see what time of the day it is. Um, You know what? Fuck it, I'll do listeners' questions now. I was going to do it tomorrow. I'll do it now. Naomi Mitchell has said a mysterious case of a UTP unidentified tasty pastry. Now, what I'm going to say, I am going to assume this could be wrong, Naomi, but there's going to be something sexual happens to this pastry because you <laughs> like to ask this kind of questions. <laughs> I literally just had a dry mouth there and had to swallow, so it sounded like I was going to say something really sly. <laughs> Oh, I know it's going to be dirty because you. Mm. <clears throat> Do frequently ask dirty questions. Um, dangerous beast in a tree turns out to be a croissant. Le croissant. Animal rescuers in Poland called a report of a dangerous looking creature lurking in a tree and approached with trepidation only to discover the mystery beast was a croissant. A woman in Krakow had called to say the animal had been there for, in the tree for two days and the residents were afraid to open their windows because they were worried it would go into their homes. The organization which revealed the case on Facebook said staff asked whether it could be a bird of prey, but the, the woman described it as resembling an iguana. Officers feared the animal was an unwanted pet and could have died of the cold or hunger. One inspector said, only the uh, inspector identified only as Adam, which I like, just Adam. Adam says, we're used, we're used to pets being like, this is what happens, it keeps fucking reloading and pictures of stupid bastards keep appearing on my screen. Um, oh, well, what's happened there is the Independent has just decided I have to pay to read a story. You know what? I'm not going to pay. There was a croissant up a tree. It wasn't a dangerous animal. I hope somebody had it. And fuck you, independent money grabbing bastards. Um, I do want to leave the page. I don't want any more of your fucking information either. You piece of shit. Um, Michael Curra said, Hey Dave, what do you make of the Jake Paul fight? Is he a legitimate fighter? No, he's not. He's a fucking ball bag. And Ben Askren is just an embarrassment. He is clearly taking a fall there. And, you know, hopefully he appears on social media soon that to say, yeah, I just took a fall. But because, like, he got fucking hammered so many times in mixed martial arts and was okay. And then he gets hit by this weak fucking guy. Joking, he looked grand walking away. So, I mean, I don't know. 
I would almost take a knockout from Jake Paul for that kind of money. So fair play to him, but also he's a fanny that's really embarrassed himself and mixed martial arts the same way as when I was worried that if Conor McGregor beat Floyd Mayweather, it would just totally fuck boxing forever. Thankfully, Mayweather schooled him. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but yeah, put Jake Paul in the proper boxer, like a, a proper good cruiserweight. Like, let's go say like a current cruiserweight, probably not fair, probably a, a retired cruiserweight, maybe a David Hay or a Tony Bellew. Put them in. And Enzo Macronelli, someone like that, knock fuck out of him. Um, Johnny Boa said, now you've got a new addition to the family. Who's your favorite? Vinny, my dog, is my favorite. My girls do my head in. Um, I love them, but they're wee dicks, and my wife included is in the bad books this week because this is where I'm recording my podcast. My job, like this is my job, and I want it to be my full-time job, and uh, I'm not even getting into it. Glenn Lindsay said, is she and Todd the real evil mastermind behind the European Super League? No, because you used the word mastermind, which would insinuate intelligence of a high level, and she and Todd and intelligence are two things that do not go hand in hand. So no, he isn't. But I mean, oh my God, this European Super League is totally embarrassing. See, as an Arsenal supporter, from my youth, I have supported Arsenal. And I just, I'm at the point now that I just can't even fuck with them anymore. I'm just like, you know what? You, as a club, are just fucking stinking, you know? You only care about money. These owners of the club only care about lining their own pockets. This, obviously, when we moved from Highbury, the most beautiful stadium in the world. It was a gorgeous, traditional old stadium. Some of the, the greatest football that's ever been played anywhere was played at Highbury. The Invincibles played at Highbury. Some of the greatest players ever that are there. And they were like, listen, we need to move stadium to compete with the best teams in the world. Then Arsenal moved stadium to the Emirates Stadium, which is a beautiful big stadium, and are further off competing than they've ever been ever. The prices of everything are extortionate. They now release three kits of a season. They have a multitude of training kits. The amount of money they churn out is an absolute disgrace. And what do we have to see for it? Nothing. We're fucking nowhere near Champions League. We're nowhere near winning anything. We're just a fucking joke of a club. Arsenal's ownerships are just jerks. Like the Cronkies are fucking money-grabbing American bastards. And the fact that Arsenal would even consider going into European Super League, the fact that they haven't qualified for the Champions League in a number of years is total embarrassment. There's no um, merit in this league. It's all money. You know, it's like it's like an old boys club. It's like an old yacht club. You know, if you have enough dough, you can get in. Fuck that. It's a total disgrace. I hope the European Super League never happens. I hope the teams who went for it, Arsenal included, are docked points. In fact... Be relegated. I think all those teams should be relegated and stripped of money. And if they build their way up, so be it. I'd rather support Arsenal in the lower league coming back again than this fucking shambles. Fucking leave the club, Cronky. Spurs too, they're another joke. At least with Man City and Liverpool, they have a right to be there. Arsenal and Tottenham are just embarrassing. 
Just fucking embarrassing. I fucking hate it. I hate football. I just support Crusaders now. Fuck Arsenal. Um, oh, speaking of which, Phil said, will you be focusing solely on the cruise now that Arsenal have absolutely betrayed us? Yes. I mean, just fuck Arsenal. Fuck Arsenal. And I'd love the players to come out and go fuck Arsenal and fuck the management and the 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 owners, not even the management, the fucking dirty money grabbing self oh self seeking bastards like oh my god Jack Hoare asked more fucking Super League questions what the football team should all the Super League club supporters change to I mean yeah I think I might go back to my original team Q- QPR Queen's Park Rangers and support them but I do have a wee bit of a soft spot for Blackpool and Blackburn as well so I might support them or team with the wee shrimp on it <laughs> I can't remember but it's a pretty cool badge it's red Morecambe that's who it is I like them with the wee shrimp on the badge um, last question is from Helen she says hey Dave I thought I missed this you haven't Helen and happy birthday again um, did you hear that they are filming Afterlife 3 can't wait yeah I did and I'm also got it because I love the audition for that In any role, I just think it would have been a lot of fun. And speaking a lot of fun, I've made it to the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you for your support. Thanks for hanging in here to this episode if you did it. Um, if you haven't, fair play to you too because this whole week's been fucked. Um, please subscribe to the Patreon if you want. Um, rate and review the podcast. And yeah, let's all just move together in the next week back in the studio Fuck Ben, fuck my wife, fuck the European Super League. Fuck anybody that's going to give me grief about this podcast because here's the thing, I don't care. I've done it. I've made an enjoyable episode, I think. I'm in a bad mood. And listen, I've tried. And if you've got a problem with the sound, take your mobile phones. Don't even use it. Spit on them and shove them with your fucking arsehole. Right, guys, enjoy your week. I'll be back again next week. Take care. Bye. I'm a slack guy.